Hey everybody, welcome to Performance Anxiety, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark, and before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor, AKG, for sending us their Podcaster Essentials Kit. Incredible mic, the Lira mic, wonderful headphones, they feel great, they sound great, and the whole package is the best quality, lowest cost to get into podcasting on your own. Today, I'm joined by the entirety of the band Catan. That means I have two people on the show this time. Nick Thornberry of Votnet Viscar and Brett Boland of Astronoid have joined forces to create a death metal EP. And it's been a long time coming. It's a great talk about their history, the band name, and the effect of context on our perception of people and music. And maybe doing a Def Leppard covers album full of blast beats and death metal vocals. Self-titled EP with artwork by the renowned artist Travis Smith is out and available at KatanBand.com and all the usual places. Follow them on social media at KatanBand. Follow us at Performance ANX. Rate and review because more people find the podcast with good five-star reviews. And you can show us some love with coffee at ko-fi.com slash performanceanxiety. Merch exists at performanceanx.threadless.com, and you can buy some. I know you're all dying to hear this one, so let's get into it with Brett and Nick from Catan on Performance Anxiety, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. All right, go ahead, Nick. Hey, I'm Nick. This is Brett. And we're Catan, and we're, uh, okay, let's do that again. So let me think. We're Catan, uh, listening to Performance Anxiety, or do you guys see Grab our album at check us out at katanband.com and uh, thanks for listening to performance. Album like, comes out tomorrow. Well, five, yeah, I don't know, March. What is yeah. it? I did a really good job at the end last time, and I, I can't remember what I said. So no. I hate like it's Plugging necessary. Shameless plugs. Oh my god, just like social media, it's like such a time suck it's and, Catan and, Band right you can yeah Catan Band on Twitter and Instagram yeah okay so Catan Band on everything so I'll just say Catan Band I, I think I can Catan Band on social media yeah you got this yeah okay I can try this again I think I'm ready alright hey I'm Nick and this is Brett and we're Catan you can check us out at CatanBand.com and you're listening to the Performance Anxiety Podcast all right, cool. Oh yeah, that's great. I mean, the, the whole like, it's like three minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> Brett, I understand that some congratulations are in order. Oh uh, yes. Yep. Ba- baby here now. Baby Bowling. Yep, she arrived. Uh, what? I don't remember when. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not important. They'll remind you eventually. End of March, so. Oh wow! But, uh, no, it's going well. We're on like week six right now, and uh, she's in a little bit of a moody part. So, oh my God, I'm covered in puke. I just looked at my shirt. This is why I'm not on video. This is why I'm not on video. I I'm, well, I'm six weeks at. So I'm taking the same amount of time as my wife, and uh, oh, cool. so I'm home with her, and uh, I'm just disheveled and. <laughs> <laughs> So it's all good though. Well, that's that's awesome. I mean, I've, mine are sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen now. So, yep. So you are you are a lot of uh, 
pretty well removed from the infancy stage. Thank God. Yeah. I couldn't, I'm looking at it now. I couldn't do it at this point. So God bless you. Yeah. Well, well, Mailing and I are older for most, I would say on the older end for parents. Yeah. I'm 32. A lot of people have their kids and, you know, when they're in their mid twenties. Yeah. Um, But it's getting older as time goes. Like I think more people are waiting so yeah, a older. I mean, I was, uh, God, when I, my oldest was born, I was 29, I think. Yeah, around the same. So my wife was, my, we've had like a six year difference. She's 23, so. Mm-hmm. So she was, she was in the normal area. I'm a, I was a little on the older end of it, but. Yep. <clears throat> my but, wife's older than I am, so. Ah, look at you. So she, um, yeah, but so we're on the, I don't think we could do it if we were like any older <laughs> or, we'll see. Or, or, or younger. See, I yeah. think of the other way too. And like, I could barely keep my shit together now. Never mind yeah. if I were younger. My oh, dad was like Especially, 20 when I was born and I'm like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I couldn't even insane. imagine. Like I couldn't imagine like getting out of college and then having a kid. Oh God, you no. Know, or, I Unbelievable. Know, I couldn't take care of myself. Yeah, I couldn't take care of myself until, like, I don't know. I still can't take I care can't, of myself. Exactly. My <laughs> wife takes care of me. I mean, I would yeah. literally be a wreck if it wasn't yeah. for her. I, I would just be a just walking nightmare. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. So, so um, Brett, you've been on before. I don't know if you even remember, but it was yep. almost exactly yeah, a no, year ago. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, I was listening to it today, try to get some my bearings with what we'd spoken about. Because, um, and Nick, I sent you the link, but I don't know if you had enough time to listen to it. And it was, uh, I know it was a little last minute, so I apologize for that. Oh, I checked it, checked it out, checked it out briefly. I skimmed through. Okay, <laughs> that's all you need, really. Um, but what I what I like to do is uh, kind of to find out how you got into the whole music thing in the first place. Before we get too deeply into things, and, and we're going to do just a, I just wanted Brett to do a, just a brief little overview of things because we did a whole episode with you. So if any anybody wants to hear about in, in depth about Brett, go back to Brett Bolin because to this day, it's still one of my favorite episodes we've done. It was, I was listening to it again today and it just, I was laughing out loud and, <laughs> and I was there. So, <laughs> so. Listening to it, a couple things, my memory was jogged on a few things. I want to ask you this before we get too deeply into the new band, the new project that you're working on. First thing first, do you see uh, a children's album anytime soon? This was it. This is it. Katana is it. No, probably not. Unless I feel really uh, compelled in some sort of way. If anything, if I so I've been trying to find like noise scapes for babies, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't find the right white noise tone, so I might make my own and publish it to Spotify oh. and have it loop and have it loop correctly because none of them loop correctly. Oh, <laughs> so really? maybe I'll do that, and that'll be my noise album. I'll <laughs> say it's a noise album, and it's literally just gonna be. White noise. Brett's baby noise. Brett's baby noise. So, 
I was wondering if you'd ever gotten around to doing the covers of San Jacinto or Frame by Frame that we would. I started him, but I don't. They're not good. So <laughs> that's what you said last time. Yeah, I I didn't really make any headway on it. All right. Um, the Frame by Frame. So I really went hard on that Robert Fripp part, and like I can't play it. I can play it for like. I don't know, a few times, and then after like 10, 20 seconds, I just lose the. It's like a, it's like a tongue twister. Yeah. That riff, that like really fast one in the background that just keeps going. Yes. It, I just, I can't do it. I thought it was the bass, but it's Fripp, and which actually made me feel a little better because I thought Levin was doing that on the bass, so it made me feel better. It was a guitar. <laughs> But and then the San Jacinto one, it's just it's his tempo isn't perfect, so I have to like write it out. So I can't like pop plop it in Pro Tools and like oh, yeah. figure out the tempo and go over it. It's like it fluctuates a little bit, or it's just I can't figure out what the exact tempo is. So I don't know. I've had other things I've wanted to work on. So it's still I'd like to do it, but one day I'll 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 really sit down and try, like when I'm in between things. Right now, but between Astronoid and Catan, I think I'm going to be busy for a little while. And babies. And babies. So, Nick, I wanted to know a little bit about how you got into music, because since Brett's already been on, we kind of went down that road with him, and I'm, I don't know if he wants to go down that road again. Uh, <laughs> we'll do a little overview in a little bit, and my dog started barking. That's great. Yeah, mine was just doing that before. Oh, God. <laughs> One of them. Swear. My baby's barking. <laughs> <laughs> I should have seen that one coming. So, how did you get into music in the first place? I mean, was was there a lot of music in the household? Were you, were you made to take lessons? I mean, how did the whole thing get started for you? Well, I, I, I think generally it's like really no one else in my family is – musician or anything um but my dad just i don't know i mean it sounds stupid to say that he's just kind of like very into music because i think most people are very into music yeah. but i don't know it, it just like he he was like i said he was younger and so he was like listening to when i was growing up i, I was born in 86 so i was growing up with like grunge and like alt rock and all that stuff like that and he was way into that he's always been my it's funny my dad is oh it still swears to this day he's like 90s are the best era for music ever and i'm like yeah i agree totally and i mean but for me it's nostalgia it's like you know it's like i'm you know a 35 year old guy so it's like this is literally what i grew up with so um it's and it's it's funny i find it funny too that like some of the stuff it's like you know you hear it played to death on the radio just like you know like nirvana or or anything like huge like that but then having some years away from it and then probably like the last you know five or ten years like kind of going back to that stuff and being like this shit is the best music (laughs) like all of that like 90s shit that was on the radio a lot of the times like this is amazing like you know allison chains is one of my favorite bands you know um yeah and then like i said i'm definitely biased because i you know it was my childhood but um right it like as far as lessons and stuff, I actually, I actually tried starting to play drums like a little bit in like elementary school, but uh, failed miserably at that. Never really practiced. Never really tried that hard. Um, my brother actually got a guitar at one point, like some pawn shop guitar, and I just started screwing around with it. And uh, 
since then I've been in one one band or another. Okay. Mostly mostly bad until <laughs> Vatnet Viscar kind of uh you know, right time, right place. So but, uh Vatnet Viscar is it's heavy. And I'm gonna expose my ignorance of the genre a little bit. What kind of metal is that considered? Does that mean is that considered black metal or death metal? What 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 would you consider? I mean, we're definitely trying to be a black metal band, but okay. like not like true Norwegian cult black metal. Like you so were burning band... churches down and stuff. No, like okay. I mean, you get the question like, oh, so are you guys like Satan black metal or trees black metal? I'm like, oh, we're, I think we're more on the trees black metal yeah, side. Trees. But, um, yeah, it was trees black metal. Yeah, but like there yeah, were a bunch of bands. Was in trees. Yeah, there was like a, I don't know. It was like right around that time. Like I started, because like I was in my like kind of like later teenage years and stuff like that. I was just into a lot of like metalcore and 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 stuff like that. And I just kind of started slowly creeping down towards like listening to like at the gates and this more like old Swedish death metal stuff and and all, all this sort of stuff. And I just, you know, got in touch with one of my friends I'm like, dude, we should start like kind of a like real metal, like black metal type band. And uh, there was a lot of these really cool, really atmospheric U.S. black metal bands around the time. So Wolves in the Throne Room was like probably my biggest influence there okay um that's the genre that's, yeah that's the genre that's they are like that u.s black metal that's yeah u.s like, black metal because it was like I mean, but they, like yeah. so much gets lumped into that yeah but it's like, like heaven does not sound like wolves in the throne room no but, but it's like u.s black metal is it's like wolves in the throne room and what is it come on my favorite one uh agalock well agalock is in there all the oh all i know the them i like from them. like iowa and like What's oh, the, Slipknot. Uh, Panopticon. Oh, yeah, Slipknot. They're American black metal. <laughs> <laughs> Panopticon. Oh, that, yeah. Like, that That shit is, I would say, what yeah. like, uh, like, net stemmed from. It was like, just, that, like, a lot that of... That movement. It's that movement. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of, like, really weird, have, yeah. like, really weird, like, diverse, like, genre-bending, like, stuff going on in that U.S. black metal genre, and I think... So we would get lumped into that all the time, and I. It's funny because I barely considered us black metal, especially by the the time I left the band. But um, I didn't really give a shit. Like, yeah. you just play the music like, you like. Just like I was like, we're like if the Deftones were a black metal band. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I funny. I I went back and listened, and I can almost understand that. So you sang and uh, played the guitar for Vatnet, right? Yes. How did, okay, how did you guys come up with that name in the first place? So uh, it's Swedish. It means the water is whispering. And I think it was our, our the guitarist, Chris, um, one of his uh, girlfriend's old uh, like AIM names or something like oh. that <laughs> way back. But we're like, that's wow. obscure enough that no one will know this and that. And, like, we, and honestly, I think when we started the band, like, um, we had been in bands, you know, forever and no one expected it to kind of like take off like it did. So, and not like we hated the name or anything, but I think by the time we thought like, well, maybe we should change this to something a little bit easier to remember or something like that. Um, it was already too late and we're like, ah, you know, fuck it. Like yeah. it's, it's fine. Like I just <laughs> embraced it, you know? 
I looked to me in research that you end up ended up at the end of the band's run there. You kind of just end up shortening it to Vatnet. Was that was that so? I left the band after the album Settler. Oh, okay. um, we did we did like a bunch of touring on that, more touring on that, and then I I left the band. Just, like it was just kind of time to go back to real life for a little bit. Nothing, yeah. no like major fallout or anything like that. No drama. Just I'm just like you know what I I got a decent job offer, and I was like I'm tired of doing this. Um, <laughs> it was like we threw ourselves into it like a million percent. Like we were touring. I think in what four years or whatever we played like almost 400 shows. Like it was Whoa. it was like a lot. Like a lot of like really bad shows. Some really amazing shows. Like some of the best times in my life. Like stuff I'm eternally grateful for. But um that I never thought he'd get to do, but I, I would look at some some of these bands who had been together for 10 years and were not really any further than we were or something like that. And we'd already been at it for like five or six. I'm like, I don't think this is worth that. Like, I love doing this, but like, I don't think I can personally maintain this lifestyle um, you know, for not, that long. I mean, it's not easy. It's it's. Oh, no. And yeah, so they did. So they, yeah, right after that, because we had talked about kind of shortening the name. So after I left, they, it was obviously a different, whole different thing. Yeah. So they shortened the name and then um, Casey, uh, from Astronoid was also in Funnet. Right. He played bass, so he took over singing and like like actually singing, and they kind of changed the style up, and, uh, so, and that was that. So that brings me to my next point. It seems to me that Vatnet and Astronoid really have been in the same orbit for a long time. Oh yeah. <laughs> How did you guys meet each other in the first place? Brett, you want to take this one? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was working at Apple as a specialist, like salesperson. Okay. And um, Matt worked there as well, our drummer, and who was the original drummer of Vatnet Viscar, and Alan, the original bass player of Vatnet. And they were looking for someone to mix their demo. So they had a bunch of, so they like had, they brought the demo in. They're like, hey, whoever wants to mix it, like, give it a shot. Everyone wants to mix so this I was like, terribly recorded I, demo. Yeah, and I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot. And he, they gave it to like two other people at, at Apple because we all like I, I was in school for sound recording and all that at the time. Yeah. And um, so I did it, and they liked it, and then that was it. was good friends with matt i was good friends with alan and then i met nick and chris at the at a fourth of july party at nick's house oh yeah that's and, right um that was the first time i ever met nick and it was one of the it was one of those parties that i think it's the fourth of july party i think um, maybe that we, all, that we all point back to it, you know it's just one of those parties that it was a lot of fun we were pretty yeah. young <laughs> we're all like either right we're in college or right out so it was right at the prime uh shitheadness yeah oh so yeah it was great but um 
we just kind of garnered a relationship um, from then on because I, I was in a band, Hetfield and Hetfield, and with Casey. Yep. And I don't know if Dan was in it then, but he may have been. So we ended up working together on the demo, and then I recorded and mixed the first EP. And then I recorded and mixed, um, what is it, Sky Swallower for Century Media. And then um, they moved on to work with someone else after that, which was totally fine. So we had a good working relationship, and we were really good friends. And our bands went on tour together once, and then once Astronoids started getting a little foothold in late 2012, we did some shows together. And it's just sort of like we were just around the same time. Our bands played shows together all the time. Like we were in that we had the same group of friends. So it was just like, yeah. And it became this incestuous cesspool. (laughs) Yeah, Britt actually played bass for for a tour also. Yeah, the bassist. um, I think he left or I forget Uh, what happened. I don't remember. Yeah. So the bassist left um, after the recording, and I was like, "Oh, I'll do the tour," you know, because I know uh, all the songs. I've just listened to them for a fucking. Month. It was with Internet, so it was a cool, at least it was a cool. Yeah, one. it was a cool. I met Sasha and those guys, and they're all really nice. And um, yeah, so it's it's been a really cool um, relationship that Nick and I have had through the years, and we're just at this point where, like, just really good friends, and it's about time. We started, you know, actually making some music together. So this new band was almost inevitable then. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, Brett, you're actually playing uh, drums and bass on. And from the last time you're on, I've discovered that you actually consider yourself more of a drummer than a guitar player. But you play guitar and sing in Astronoid. Yeah, isn't it disgusting? It's, it is. <laughs> Isn't it, it annoying? Like, stop a it. A little bit. I, mean, I shouldn't say that because, like, I need a drummer. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I need a I need a drummer too. So, so Brett could be his own one man band at this point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many times Brett sends me like, "Oh, I've been working on this demo song of of this or that," just like whatever random metal or random whatever thing. I'm just like, dude, like, my demos are like shitty quality guitar record tracks, like that I have to send to you to make even sound like remotely listenable. <laughs> And Brett's are just these finished pieces. Yeah. He's like, I was like, oh, don't mind the sloppiness. Or he'll send me a demo. It's like, oh, don't mind the sloppiness. I'm like, dude, this you can release this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, like I can barely play the guitar parts in my demos. <laughs> it's really making me wonder how bad these covers that he keeps procrastinating on are. 
That's a good maybe question. I don't know. Maybe they're great. I mean, they're I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I liked. I I went to school for drums and I studied drums and percussion for a long time and like that's where I like I can I'm fluent on that instrument. Like I feel fluent there. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's like speaking English to me, which I'm still not very good at. But um, <laughs> it's nice. I can just not think, and I can play, and like that's that's it. And guitar, I got, I'm very comfortable with at this point. But yeah. I still, it's not where I can just do what I think, and I can do that on the drums. So that's where I feel most comfortable. And it's nice um, getting a chance to do that like full time in a band because I write. Um, most of the drum parts for Asteroid, but right. I don't get to play them. So. Yeah, so, one of my uh, teenage metalcore, hardcore bands had like a reunion show, I think probably a few years ago now at this point, and they're like, oh, we need someone to play drums. We need someone to play drums. The, the kid who played drums can't do it. And I was like, oh, let me... Let me see. I was like, Brett, you, you interested in doing this? And I, I was like, and they, they didn't. None of those guys really knew him. So I was like, well, just, just wait and, just yeah. wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, uh, it worked out well. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was pretty funny though. They, they, they. I don't think they were expecting, because I've, I'm, I've toured around the world playing drums, and yeah. um, I don't think exactly. they were quite ready. It was pretty funny though, and we had a lot of fun, and I think it made, like, I think it was exciting for them of how serious i took it and like how you know it was just a lot of fun like that show is really cool it's really odd for me personally to think about it because i got introduced to you through astronoid where you're playing guitar so in my mind you're always a guitarist and a singer not a a drummer and a bassist isn't that strange how I, i find that works like with like just age and stuff too like so i think brett and casey are both like a tiny bit younger than my younger brother so like a couple years younger than me, but I met them as adults. So to me, it's like, they're my peers. They're my adults. Right. They're adults. And like my brother is like <laughs> my younger brother. So it is crazy how like much the context you, you meet someone in determines your outlook of them kind of forever. It really does. It, I'm listening to the EP and I don't know how you guys play that kind of like, I mean, the drums are insane, but I'll, I'll get into that in a minute because I wanted to know which of you guys brought the idea to do an uh, to start an, uh, a band to the other one was it was it like a mutual thing or was, would one of you finally say let's just do this so i think this was kind of a very natural like progression of things like i had always planned on still writing something after i left Van Viscar just because i i like doing it it's like a cathartic like it it just feels good and then you know if it could get released or i could release it myself like great you know, mm-hmm. awesome bonus. Cause like, I don't plan on, um, dropping everything and touring full time again. You know, I, I want to play shows again for sure. I, you know, but, um, I, I can't at, at this point in my life, it's not going to be like my job now, you right. know, but yeah. so I was writing these songs kind of like over time and it was just not even a question of like who I was going to bring them to like, Hey Brett, I need drums, I need <laughs> drum parts and I need you to record this. And it, kind of just like just went from there like he, he was into it first which is the first step i'm like oh does this stuff suck he's like, <laughs> um uh he liked it so uh and just kind of over the course of recording the the ep and and you know brett doing his production and just you know like just acting like i mean obviously it's great at recording it's great at drums but like just as a producer too like adding um hey we need a little guitar flourish here we need this here we need that um 
is, was like invaluable. And then I think by the end of that, we're like, let's just uh, make this official that like this is a band that's the two of us now, and um, go from there. So I think like in the in the future, it'll probably be more diverse songwriting like from between the two of us like you'll probably see more stuff from brett i think as far as guitar parts and stuff like that okay. too we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors so the band was conceived basically as a duo then i think yeah. it was just conceived i think it was just gonna be you like i the whole thing from the beginning was like i was gonna support whatever Nick's idea was, you know? So like I was my, I didn't want to really participate in, I was going to like creatively, I was going to participate, but like not in terms of like writing. Like I wanted him to write it and I wanted him to do his stuff. And I wanted whatever I added to it to be his vision, like not my vision. Okay. And then, um, as we kept going in the process, we kept that in mind. And then I would say towards the end of the mixing mastering stuff, it's like, Hey, you know, because we started talking to prosthetic and, um, we started talking about just releasing this stuff. And it's like, you know, like, let's just keep doing this and just keep it going together. And it doesn't, it, you know, it makes sense for me. Like there's no strings attached and, you know, it's just, let's just put it on paper that it's going to be us and then we can just continue this like yeah. why not it's fun you know and, exactly i mean it yeah. just went really well and we both enjoyed it and said we've been friends for a long time so it's nice to work together and but yeah, it was funny. a duo since we once we started once we realized we wanted to start recording we decided we wanted it to be a duo um and just the two of us um just you know just less cooks in the kitchen and <laughs> We've both we've both been in bands and um, having to deal with, you know, more personalities. And sometimes it, it's, you know, it gets in the way, but it's nice having all the input and, and all that stuff. But it's, yeah, it has its, it's benefits and drawbacks, it's nice for sure. That it's, I think it's particularly just Nick and I that is good. Like, I don't know if a duo would be the right move if it weren't just if it weren't him. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, because we can we have all the bases covered now and we did, we're not touring all the time we're not doing all that so it like works out perfect like even if this was just a studio project it would be very easy to maintain that just the two of us right you know were there any thoughts of of playing live as as katan yeah we will at some point for sure like um obviously uh <laughs> so, i mean i think we recorded this stuff like it's been a while um so I think like what summer of 2019, Brett? Maybe it was we like were, over. Yeah, it was we a few cool. hours away from me now. So it's kind of like we kind of like take a weekend and do some stuff, and then okay. you know Brett would mix, and then et cetera, et cetera. But it was kind of like after we had it recorded and finally like ready, and then we got it mastered and stuff, and we were kind of planning on self-releasing, yeah. but figured. Um, so uh, Steve at Prosthetic was at Century Media when uh, Vetnet was there, and he had signed us. So I just sent it to him. Like, I, I, he's an awesome guy. He's one of the only guys that, like, I, I kind of like stayed in touch with from yeah. back in Vonet days. So I was like, hey, you know, just check it out. Let me know if you like it. And he liked it. And I mean, here we are with with that. But um, 
it the whole process of like the signing and then like getting vinyl produced and which is still still delayed and like all this stuff it's yeah. just like it it takes a long time so we've had this stuff in the bag for a, a while we'd like to, i think we'd like to play it live um when it's the right time yeah and, exactly and we have the opportunity to put on a show that we really would like to do um in terms of you know like the production quality so we'll see and we'll see who's involved. I was gonna say, would that require expanding the band a little bit to? Uh... Yeah, we'll 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 get some friends. Yeah, we luckily we have a very <laughs> like um we have a very like talented group of friends um around us. So I think that's not a problem. Luckily, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like it, we've said like too like we don't and it's nothing against like small shows basement shows anything like that we grew up with that we love that but like this is that band this band will never do that because we don't want to do that um it's to. gonna be like right well and it's not i don't even want to even be like that we're above that or anything like that because i'm fine with that i did the grind i'm fine with doing the we are you know, not above it <laughs> yeah right but, but like you know but it, it, it's just like that's just not what we want to do with right. this band like we want to if we play live we want it to be like brett was saying a certain level of production i i personally i said like to read interviews with i've probably said this a million times read interview with like ghost where there was a, a quote where him saying like we were a band for two years before we announced we were a band and i was like that is awesome because like yeah. they got their shit together before and and that is super inspiring to me and i was like yep everything with this band has to be perfect before it does anything basically. Okay. Um, so the same thing with live shows, like we won't play a live show until we're damn well ready, <laughs> but I definitely want to, there's nothing like that feeling uh, for some reason. <laughs> it's just, it's just great. So um, that's the plan. And you said you recorded all this stuff in the, like the summer of 2019 and it's May of 2021 was there a reason for the delay? I mean, was it pandemic related or was it just legal stuff with the, the label? I think it was um, everything. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of general life so what, too. Hold on. Let's go through the timeline here. So I'm pretty sure we recorded it. Oh, I'll tell you right now. Um, maybe I won't. My computer's, <laughs> computer's shooting its pants. So Nick, yeah, what the hell is going on? I just built this thing and it's a pain in the butt. So, say we recorded it then. We basically recorded it around that time. And then in 2019, Astronoid had a bunch of shows in October with Coheed. And then we went to Europe. And then the world shut oh, down. Oh, yeah. And then we were all like, what the fuck is going on? And I probably mixed it around that time. And it took me probably a couple months because we were, you know... We were, we had no fucking clue what was going on. So say right. what? So we mix, I finished mixing this probably, what, in the spring yeah, of last probably. year? And then we sent it out for mastering, and then we got artwork, and then we sent it to the label. Or we started con, basically what we wanted to do with the label, you know? And that takes time. And yeah. then once we sign the deal, it takes about like six months. Yeah, I think we, we submitted like, this in December, right? I, probably, and I, I think like we weren't generally in like a rush to get it out no. either. Like, because I like I know we're we're both very busy with work at the time and stuff yeah. like that. Brett's got Astronoid now. Brett has, you know, there's like I think my goal with this also is like to not kind of let it 
ruin our lives right. <laughs> in a way that a band can easily do. Yeah. So um, I think that's that's kind of important for for me to keep in mind. But um, not like we're not putting everything we have into it. It just might take a little longer. Right. How did you guys come up with the name Catan? I'm thinking. I started looking at trying to figure it out myself. What I came up with, and I'm pretty sure this is wrong, is that it's either a star in the Star Trek universe that died out a thousand years ago, or a hyperactive actor from the SNL days in the late 90s <laughs> who played that Mr. Peepers. They're, they're both just as lame. <laughs> <laughs> but, it Star, but it is the Star Trek one. Yeah. Believe it, so it actually is the, uh, a reference to that Star Trek nice. episode. Yep. Uh, I'm a huge nerd, sci-fi nerd. I was just kind of like before this got kicked off, like going through rewatching all that, and I, I saw this episode. I, that show in general, like kind of Star Trek in general, I always thought as cheesy and outdated as it is and stuff like that. There's some like some really like, kind of like depressing like weight behind a lot of those episodes or like the concepts and stuff. And and that that episode where it's like Picard has to he lives this whole other life in in his mind basically and then like wakes up from that and it's like oh that wasn't real so and that like kind of carries on like in like other mentions throughout the the series and stuff like that and like yeah and it's a star that died so i'm like that's uh super depressing um, right which is where i like to be with my music stuff for whatever <laughs> reason because generally i'm i'm not like that in like uh everyday life but i don't know artistically i i like the um really dark stuff and it was kind of just like a cool random word. And that was the first time I was like, oh, that's actually kind of a cool name for a band. We'd thought about like once like all the prosthetic stuff was coming through and stuff. We're like, oh, should we change it? This, that, whatever. And then we could not come up with anything that we liked better, basically. Right. Um, it's really hard <laughs> to come up with a band name. Yeah. Um, it sucks and I hate it. Uh, like trying to, the process of trying to come up with one. But I'm I'm happy with it. And uh I guess if people don't like it, that's uh, tough shit for them. Hey, you know, it could be a lot worse. I mean, you could have called the band Mr. Peepers or Doug Butabi. Yes. yes Cor exactly. Corky Romano. Our first album, Let It the Roxbury. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was yeah. it? Um, uh, Bury Your Dead with all the um, oh, Tom yeah. Cruise <laughs> movies. Oh, man. I can't remember. Oh, I'm not familiar with that. I'll have to look that they up. Had, like, they had like... Hold on, I got it right here. They, you got they everything like a, right there. <laughs> I, I'm like uh, that dude, like in the crime shows that have enhance. Yeah, <laughs> I'll find that. Yeah, top the, cover your track. Computer. The album, and then Top Gun, Vanilla Sky, Mission Impossible, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh Jack, yeah, yeah, that's Outsiders. right. There's even a song called Mission Impossible Two. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, we, we had to do uh, another interview recently, and, and the guy asked, he's like, so were there other, like, Star Trek references and stuff? And we're like, no, yeah. this is not a Star Trek band. <laughs> this is not, like, that. That So that was the one thing about the name that I'm like, because eh, I'm like, I don't want people to think I'm like a, you know, or like a Star Trek. But, like, when we were thinking about the name and stuff like that, Steve at Century, I was running, or Steve at Prosthetic, sorry, I was running it by him and stuff like that. He's like, I like it. And he's like, what, you think, like, Star Wars fans aren't going to like it? Because it'd be like, fuck you, Trekkies. I'm like, and I'm not even a Trekkie. I just thought it was cool. Like, I'm like, that's a good point, though. Like, no one cares. If it's more, not Alderaan, no one's care I'm not more listening. than we do, basically. You should have named it Alderaan. Yeah, right. It's like the only planet I can remember from Star Wars. It's the one that exploded, I think, right? Yes, that's yeah. true. I don't know. I wish they just all exploded. There's no movie. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I find myself. It's weird. I, I like I, when I was a kid, I was a, a way bigger Star Wars fan, and then as I got older, I was more into like Star Trek and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know why. Like maybe it's because it deals slightly more with like veiled real life things. There's something like. I, I definitely like much better about it, where Star Wars is basically just kind of like a, a space opera, which is fine if you like that, whatever. Yeah. But I find myself less and less interested by the day. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding myself less and less interested in both of them. I used, and I used to love Star Wars. When the first one came out, I was like four. And my dad took me to see it as like a matinee. Or now, I remember that was the first movie I ever saw. And uh, I, I loved That's it. That's cool, though. Yeah, it was Yeah, uh, but the new Star Wars movies <laughs> suck. They're awful. They're so bad. I don't I, I we're not going to get into this. No, I don't this isn't a Star Wars podcast. There's a plenty of those. I could go right. on for I could I, yeah, I could have make a other more depressing sci-fi <laughs> things. <laughs> Is there an overarching theme to the songs on the EP? This EP, I would say not um, besides like kind of the general uh nihilistic depressiveness of depressed, it yeah yeah no <laughs> other than that because because this was because this kind of took this was my first like songs have i've kind of put together in a few years now and um it's kind of just finding our our sound finding our feel this and that so i think like i already have some ideas for for an album um kind of to make it more cohesive lyrically and stuff like that. But this one, I mean, ranges for anything just from like straight up nihilism to bad dreams to um, wanting to be remembered to, uh, let's see, and what is Processor about? vague imagery okay. <laughs> so some of the lyrics are kind of intentionally vague like it could be literally be like a i have a picture in my head and just trying to describe that or come up with some kind of narrative around that or okay. like a um honestly even like a, a show or a movie or something i watch but not even about that but like some feeling or or image that evokes mm-hmm. and, and that i like and, and latch on to and try to try to come up with my own thing around that it's writing lyrics is really really <laughs> I, it's definitely the most difficult part of it for me like i hate uh, it it is so, it sucks man like I, I don't like i say this in like a I, you know i i love life and everything like this but i don't really care about a lot of stuff that I, like to the point where i want to write a song about it i don't want to be a political band i don't want to be a cheesy stupid you know, like a uh, meaningless lyric band either. Right. So it's like, literally, there was a song in Vatnet I had, and basically the lyrics were about how I hate writing lyrics. It was, uh, there was a line like, What song uh, is that? I gotta, I gotta trying to, it was called um, Mythos.
And it's right. called like there's like a line. It's like try, searching for the fading line between idiocy and grandeur. And I'm like, yep, that's it. Because like I don't uh, like writing. I <laughs> love and, that. That is like that is a very eloquent version of one of my favorite um, quotes from Spinal Tap, where they just they say that there's such a fine line between clever and stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. And yeah, it's like exactly. It's basically. It's exactly the, like I. It's. It's really hard to ride that line because like I'll read and it. It's funny because I. I a lot of bands like I love and I'll read their lyrics and either they are making a statement or they are kind of cheesy and ninety percent of the time like oh this is great I love it but for whatever reason like I can't allow myself to do that yeah. it's just not me I need to like stay in this one space which makes it way harder on myself but um i you know i have been generally happy with the results i would say like for for lyrics and stuff like that like usually at the end of the day i'm like oh that was cool like i i, I like that i can't believe i actually thought of that so great <laughs> yeah well, sometimes you get something good well you mentioned processor and that's my favorite track off the ep i love that song awesome thanks man and the drums are insane i don't I, I swear brett i don't know how i i don't know how you or any other drummers honestly really keep up that pace for an entire album for an entire show if you if you have to play it live it's just they're relentless and they're fast and they're powerful it's like it's like every song is like sounds like you've just run a marathon i will say i went to this weekend when we were recording drums and he's like, I didn't go to the gym this week to prepare for this. And I think I might have some clips somewhere or maybe I don't, but like just of, uh, when we finished drums of Brit basically barely being able to walk. Oh God. <laughs> it, it is. It's like running a marathon. And the thing is, I think recording it is, um, way harder than playing it live just because you have to hit so much harder. Like I want, like I, I'm, I'm an engineer first and a drummer first mm -hmm. you know I'm, I'm in both chairs and i know how hard i need to hit to get the sound that i want on the record uh, so it's yeah. like it sucks <laughs> so, and i i'm really happy with how the drums came out i think they sound really cool and they have a lot of um they got a lot of what's the word i'm looking for they're very natural but also very like bombastic and not yeah. really um, clean like Astronoids. Okay. And because uh, I do the same, I, I record all the Astronoid stuff with Dan. So it was cool to take a new approach and be like, I want this to be raw and huge and not perfect. And, but as perfect as I can make it, you know, to mm -hmm. relative to the, you know, aesthetic that we're going for. And I think we, I think we got it. And we also like, to show Brett's uh, production skills, we also recorded the drums in like a corner of his apartment. <laughs> oh, and boy. he got into sound like that. Wow. Jeez. I live in a pretty cool apartment, though. <laughs> it is. Uh... Yeah, but is it good for recording? It's all like concrete. No. Oh God. Not. I live. I live above a machine shop, so it's like a loft. And what do you think? Fifteen foot ceilings, Nick. Uh. It's a yeah. metal roof and probably fifteen foot ceilings. So it's it's big and wow. it's like. It's about 1,500 square feet, and it's, like, pretty much all open except for two bedrooms. So wow. they're set up in a corner, and I got it all mic'd up, and it and it and it's pretty good. You know, better than most apartments. And no one's, 
Yeah. <laughs> Out of any and, apartment drums I've heard, those are the best. Yeah, they gotta be <laughs> some of the best because <laughs> there's no one above us, no one's below us half the time. If they are, they're working and they don't give a shit. Probably so couldn't we hear you did anyway. it over the weekend, right, Nick? And there was nobody around. Yeah, and I think we just did it. Like I went down on a Friday night or something, and we just got the drums done Saturday, Sunday, and I left. And that was it's like it's funny because like it never concerned me about doing it in the apartment because I'm like, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, he'll make it sound yeah, good. Brett's Whatever. in charge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or he'll tell me that it sucks and like he need, we need to go somewhere. Like either way, like Brett demands like a certain level of uh, of uh, uh, perfection for, for this stuff. And I guess, you know, if it sounded like really bad, I, maybe I would have said something, but I don't think I can, I have that ear for that stuff like Brett does. <laughs> I think if it were really bad, you know what? It, you may have been nice to me. Like, yeah, man, like, I trust Brett's ear, but it sucked. Like, maybe that's what it is, you know? I don't know. Yeah, maybe they are bad. <laughs> maybe they are bad. Maybe it sounds like shit. So is, is this a, the precursor to a full-length album? Yeah, definitely. So Brett has been, like, obviously pretty busy lately with child and asteroid stuff and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. um, I've been kind of, like, writing stuff in the background um, probably – 90% of which will just get thrown away. But uh, I think we got, I, there's at least a few songs in there that I really like. And Brett's been working on some stuff too, um, which is great. So it's like, because like I was saying, now having Brett like writing some guitar stuff too is is great. So it's going to be super interesting and fun to see like where that lands as far as, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very excited. But yeah, there, there will definitely be a full length when we'll, we'll see. Hey. We'll see. It takes a while, obviously, but uh, yeah. VP just came out. You know, we can't rush right. things. Yeah, yeah the final, it'll uh, be. The, we're gonna like, take our sweet time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you both have other commitments going on, so and babies and stuff. So yeah, it's yep. funny. It's like I've never been like I finally have like a a real like grown up job, and I'm super busy with that like a lot of the time and stuff like that. I'm like, man, this seems like a this is a lot harder like doing this band stuff like serious band stuff when you're also working a full time job. I'm like this sucks. Yeah, well, it's tough. One of the other things I really enjoyed was the artwork. Who did the artwork for the EP? It's um so uh this guy Travis Smith that oh. Steve. Aesthetic, um, I know suggested that we talk to, and um, I we could it. not be happier. <laughs> yeah, it was like it came out perfect. Like I, we sent him a few examples of stuff we liked. Like, hey, we like this, this, and this, but obviously we don't want it to be exactly the same. Right. Um, here's the EP. Here's the kind of general concept of it. This kind of dystopian, sort of sci-fi, depressing sort of thing. And um, he he was awesome. Like through the whole process just sending us probably sent me like 30 different like options oh do you want us to go in this direction or this direction and then like more updates this way or this way do you like this do you like that and it was just so into it and so on top of everything and i was was like blown away like this guy's done like some serious shit like Like, i was like and he's like like, yeah still life yeah all of the blackwater park he did fucking all of the uh death sound of perseverance like there's no this guy's done some of the most iconic metal artwork ever. Yeah. So I was, it was one of those, like, it didn't even really hit me until it was done of like, man, like, this is like the Travis. Man. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, have more praise for the guy and like the process, like it was, he, you, you know, it's obviously nice to work with. It, 
it's not always 100% necessary, but always nice when people you're working with are actually into the project, right? And like, yeah. you can tell you can you can tell that easily, I think. And he was definitely into it, and that just made me feel a million times better. And then by the time we got the end result, I was like, holy shit! Like this is like I could not have like dreamed this up better myself. Like this is perfect yeah, good um, suggestions Steve. Yeah. yeah thanks Steve. because <laughs> <laughs> like, i think he sent us he suggested him once and we're like ah, we're gonna talk to this guy or this guy or whatever and you know first guy we talked to was like oh well you know i can do this painting it's gonna be four thousand dollars like well guess what we don't have four thousand dollars <laughs> and uh, not only that i i think his work was way better travis yeah ex and ex yeah in the end of the day i it worked out perfectly like I, I am sorry we didn't go with him sooner basically yeah yeah how did that i guess maybe you just kind of answered it but i was just kind of curious in, in this kind of situation is the label making suggestions or are you telling them who you want to work with? I, I guess maybe just generally uh, I, it's like we needed an artwork we needed artwork yeah. and we didn't really have anybody so we asked him like they're like okay. steve, steve has been really good about um about being, you know, helpful in that regard. Like we had a mastering engineer, so we were we were good there. Um, there's like I like working with um God, why can't I remember his name? Magnus Lindbergh. Thank you. He's great. <laughs> uh, he's done the Asteroid album. He he did. I recommend him to everybody. And Dan uses him for his um, mastering stuff that he does with bands. So he's great. And I knew I wanted to work with him. So that was easy. Yeah, it's kind of like in in like I think we got really lucky with this stuff too. Is like I I think both like Magnus and Travis like were like well we'll definitely work with them next time because they were both so great to work for. So and like yeah it's like the label is you know and specifically like Steve he's you know very experienced within the music industry and all that stuff. He has a lot of contacts. He has a lot of stuff. So that's I feel uh, grateful to kind of have that resource because I know not everyone like I would have I think about this all the time like I would have murdered someone to be in this place you know <laughs> 20 years ago or whatever but like and um and it's funny how fast you can like not not take it for granted isn't the right term but kind of like um to see past that like you're just always looking for the next thing like it's not yeah. and it's not like an ungrateful thing it's just you, you know you always want to be moving forward right you gotta, yeah exactly you gotta stop and smell the roses sometimes you know just in any part of life so Wisdom. it's pretty nice work with someone like steve and um you know, we've worked pretty hard at this for a long time. Yeah, so that, that's also nice. It's nice um, having people, the ones who have stuck around are the ones that we wanted to. You know, that's they're awesome. the nice ones. They're the ones that are, um, you know, good people. And we've been fortunate to surround ourselves with good people. Yeah, I think that was another part of this kind of being like, we're in no rush to, to get this out. We're in, you know, we want this to, like, this is what this is going to be. It's going to be like a hundred percent what we want it to be and we won't accept anything less than that or it just doesn't come out or we self-release it or we do whatever and so kind of like relieving that pressure was awesome and it's allowed us to you know it's a lot less stressful and even from this point on right like i mean kind of like I, I'm super happy with it like whatever happens happens like I, I want us to do well obviously but I'm just happy I'll never stop writing music and I think like we both really like doing this so yeah just happy to be able to to kind of have a platform for it well I really enjoyed it I've been, I've been listening to it all day today been doing my research for you guys and just really getting to know some of your back catalog too so it, it's really 
really interesting because that's not a path I go down a whole lot. So it's really interesting to 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 open myself up to some new music. So it's uh, it's been really cool. And one thing, based on um, my last conversation with Brett, I think one thing you guys should consider is doing an a, an EP, a, another EP, but Def Leppard covers. We both yeah. definitely like Def Leppard a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I think, I'm fine with that. I think Catan... But in the, way, in the style of Catan. Yeah, exa- yeah exactly. That's what <laughs> yeah. I mean. I think that yeah. would be brilliant. But you might I'm have to do the singing that. for that. Yeah, no, no. If we're doing this in the style of Catan, we are. Okay. There's going to be a lot of blast beats, yeah. and no one's going to even know it's photographed. Def Leppard blast beats. <laughs> One of the first yep. comments from one of our friends about the Catan stuff versus the Vatnet Viscar stuff, because a lot of our friends aren't really like black metal fans or anything either. Okay. It's like, oh man, I'm glad you guys, you, this is like less blast beats. <laughs> like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> well, guys, thank you guys so much for spending some time and, and talking about the album. It's, uh, I always enjoy having Brett on. Nick, it's been great getting to, to know you and meeting you and, and, learning a little bit about your history. I'd love to have you guys back on at some point together individually, do a def- a show about Def Leppard, whatever you guys want. <laughs> no, likewise. been great. It's been great doing the uh, talking to you and, and it's a, uh, I'm excited. Hopefully we'll have a, an album in the future and we can do this again. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And is there um, a social media presence where the people can follow you guys? Uh, yeah. All of them, unfortunately. <laughs> I did a really good job at the end last yeah. time and I, I can't remember what I said. So, I, I hate like it's Plugging necessary shameless plugs oh my god yeah. just like social media it's like such a time suck it's Catan it Band right you can yeah Catan Band Twitter and Instagram yeah okay Catan so Band on everything so I'll just say Catan Band I, I think I can Catan Band on social media yeah you got this and you guys have a, a, a website or what's the best place to buy the album so yeah, our website katanband.com okay. is I have all we got all the links there and the link to buy it cuz like there you're actually buying it um through our store instead yeah. of like label store which is uh nice but obviously whatever. Yeah. Um we're both fortunate enough to not be in a place where we like need the band to survive at this point like <laughs> have in the past so kill yeah. us. <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah. buy it. <laughs> yes, but please. Please buy it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.